At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You need to reboot that. That means right away. Tonight on Rams Showcase, the Rams may have made the right move regarding Indomitian Sioux. Plus, the Rams roster gets shuffled. Find out what moves the Rams have made after the draft. And later, Sheriff Joe Bags talks about the Rams draft selections next on Rams Showcase. This is Ram Showcase on Sports War Radio with your host, Sheriff Joe Bags. What's going on, Rams fans? Welcome back to another edition of Ram Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Audible. And with over 480,000 titles to choose from, you can get a free download right now, as well as a free month of Audible. All you need to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash Ram Showcase. I am your host, Joe Branham, but you can and should call me Sheriff Joe Bags. We've got a pretty loaded show for you guys tonight, Some uh, a decent amount of news to get into, and uh, we're going to be talking about the Rams draft class a little bit, so that's pretty cool stuff. I know that uh, this is a later episode than, than normal. I do apologize about that. Uh, it was the final week of this uh, most recent class that I was in, so Homework kind of takes uh, some precedence. If I want to do this as like a real thing, you know, I want to be like rich and famous, which probably isn't going to happen. But, you know, I like to dream. They call me a dreamer. All right. Uh, before we get started, I did want to just uh, I wanted to just shoot this out there. I'm going to go ahead and dedicate this entire episode to the one and only the Mr. Dan Patrick. Dan Patrick is dealing with uh, some some health issues right now. Uh, it looks like he could be OK in about six months, but. I just want everybody to know, uh, Dan Patrick, he is definitely a, a heavy influence on Sheriff Joe Bags and Ram Showcase, and we are definitely shooting some positivity over towards Dan Patrick. I hope you get well soon, man. Um, so this is all for you. All for Dan. All for Dan. Let's see here. Uh, wallpapers. Schedule wallpapers have arrived. If you guys have not seen those, I did spend a an entire day working on these, and I think they came out pretty cool. And if there's a specific player you would like, uh, the the post is available on the Sheriff Joe Bags Facebook page. Just go ahead and leave a comment under the post there. And once that comment is liked, that means I am acknowledging it. And uh, you will know that I've seen it. And then I will make your version of the, the wallpaper. And uh, I'll leave it as a reply on to your specific comment so that you'll get a notification about that. Uh, I'm not going to change the format of them, uh, but if there is a specific player that you want uh, to have, then then we can we can definitely make that happen. You know, I'm all about making the people happy. So I did get one for like Micah Kaiser, so I did one of those. And then uh, there is a bunch of them on there, a bunch of uh, the popular players. I made a Josh Reynolds for myself, and uh, there's a really really good John Johnson one. If you guys are a fan of him, that's a that's a pretty solid one. But it's a Rams schedule wallpaper. 
for your cellular telephone. So make sure you guys go check those out. Let's get into some news and notes. Uh, so let's see here. Oh, and Dominican Sue. All right. So this is a this has been a pretty hot topic all off season. I, there's there's people on. You're either on one side or the other. There's not really anybody that teeters necessarily. At least that I've interacted with. Uh, so and Dominican Sue still having a trouble finding finding a home for the 2019 season. And if he does not sign by Tuesday, May 7th, it is the 5th right now. Happy Cinco de Mayo. Uh, but if he does not sign by the 7th of May, then the Rams will not be eligible to receive a compensatory pick in the 2020 NFL draft for Indomitian Sue's departure. That's just because it's going to take him too long to sign there. So Sue's market, uh, his... His market enforces that the Rams not bringing him back was the right choice. Uh, if he's having a hard hard time finding a place, then you know I think maybe his market's a little too high, especially considering what he was able to do with the Rams last year. Spotrac has his market value set at fifteen point four million dollars per year. He did make fourteen with the Rams last year, uh, but did underperform all year. He tied for the second lowest sack total in his career with four point five. Of course, four is his lowest, and he did have four and a half in 2017 and that was with the Miami Dolphins so ultimately I think that we're seeing that that other teams around the league kind of maybe saw what he was doing or not doing and he's just asking for a little bit too much money his his market value is a little bit too high uh, for the effort level that you get out of him on the field which is definitely not top tier he is a top tier player he can be a top tier player he can be one of the most intimidating players on the field at any given moment but when he's not out there trying then basically it's all for nothing I mean we, the Rams played paid Indomitian Sioux 14 million dollars last year for him really to give effort in about four games and that was against Detroit and then the three playoff games that the Rams had you now where the defensive performance in the Super Bowl was really strong he played really really well against the Cowboys in that divisional round, and then, uh, of course, against the Saints, had a pretty strong game there, too, was at least showing effort, and that's one of my biggest things. I, I will take a, a worse player who gives everything he's got on every single play over a player who's far superior but doesn't really try that much. So uh, I'm cool with this, but uh, unfortunate news that if he does not sign by, by Tuesday, the Rams don't receive a compensatory pick in the 2020 draft for him. Uh, the Rams also did sign linebacker Josh Caraway to a one-year $570,000 deal. Caraway uh, played in just one game for the Titans back in 2017, uh, has never registered a stat in an NFL game. He was a seventh-round pick by the Titans in 2017, uh, but was actually listed as a defensive end at the Combine. Caraway was waived or cut by the Titans four times between October of 2017 and September of 2018. So under a year, he was cut or waived four times by one team. Uh, he was on the uh, Redskins practice squad last year, but only from November to January. So didn't spend the entire season there. So uh, this is actually a guy that, you know, coming out in the 2017 draft, this is a guy that I liked. Uh, obviously, seventh round pick. Uh, so... I mean, he didn't necessarily jump off the screen or anything, but I do think that Caraway can provide some depth for the Rams at that edge rusher position there, that outside linebacker spot, uh, where the Rams definitely improved this year. I mean, bringing in, uh, you know, bringing in Clay Matthews, 
with Samson Abukam now probably going to be just a rotational player, but he started, so he's got that experience now and really high motor on Abukam. And then on the other side, of course, you've got uh, Dante Fowler and the Rams have depth there. You know, there's a lot of players on this team that can can kind of rotate in and out. So we're going to see some cuts at that position for sure and probably going to be some names that that you guys like. It's, it's just how it happens. It's, I try. I do my best to not get attached to, to players too much anymore. Uh, the most recent one, of course, being Mark Barron. I'm still super bummed that he's a Steeler now, but you know it happens. But uh, basically, uh, basically the Rams do have a, a lot of people at this position. I wouldn't be surprised if Caraway doesn't make the roster, but I would also not be surprised if he does and becomes a rotational uh, slash special teams player for the Rams. Also, the Rams did ask safety Blake Countess to take a pay cut after he refused. He was waived. He was then claimed off waivers by the Philadelphia Eagles. So pretty cool for Blake that he gets to uh, maintain maintain that salary and also go to another really strong team that will be likely in the playoffs, possibly. I don't know. Without without Nick Foles, are the Eagles actually even good? Uh, Carson Wentz is, is the guy that a lot of Rams fans wanted. I necessarily did not. I wasn't uh, too too big on the on the Wentz train, uh, but I also am not just a, I'm just not a fan of the mobile quarterbacks. I I like them. I like to watch them, uh, but not for my team. I don't want a mobile quarterback on my team. I like a guy who just gets rid of the ball, stays in the pocket, passes, and and that's that's his job, you know. And turns around and gives it to some stud running backs who, basically, the Rams have had stud running backs since like 1999. Now you know. So I mean. Pretty consistently, the Rams have had some awesome running backs. There was that little gap in there where it was like Zach Stacy, Trey Mason, Daryl Richardson, uh, but those those guys all played really strong when they were when they were on the field. So uh, Rams running back spot looking looking good. Uh, but yeah, that's what that's what I like about my uh, quarterback. I wanted Goff so bad, and when we drafted him, I still I was looking at the story on my Snapchat from that day, and uh, the guy that I was I was watching the draft with, a uh, Rams fan, he was so mad. So mad about that pick. I haven't even talked to him about it yet because he actually moved away. I haven't I haven't talked to him about how he feels about that draft pick now, but I think I might just send him that video of him being super disappointed and me being stoked and just see how that changes his mind. Uh, let's see here. The Rams over under for wins this year sits at 10.5. And uh, I personally, I'm going to do this. This is not normally something that I would do, uh, but I'm going to personally guarantee that the city of Los Angeles will experience a minimum of 23 regular season wins between the Rams and the Chargers. And I know most of you guys absolutely despise the Chargers just because they exist in the city that you're in that is massive, by the way. Um, <laughs> but I think the Chargers, I, they definitely improved this offseason. They were already pretty strong last year. Uh, they have some really strong draft picks, and yeah, Chargers are looking pretty pretty good this year. And obviously, the Rams are looking pretty strong again. So, uh, so that coming, you know, that's going to be good. But the city of Los Angeles, coming from no football teams just four years ago to now two really really good ones, and it's definitely not out of the question that the Rams and Chargers could play in the Super Bowl this year. That's not something that's that astronomical and that hard to understand of course you know the the chargers in the in the postseason this last year getting absolutely smoked by the patriots who the more i think about it had just one of the sickest 
playoff runs. I mean, that was incredible. Taking out the Chargers the way that they did, especially coming off that season and then going to Kansas City and winning there and then, you know, playing against one of the top offenses in the league and, and more or less shutting shutting them down in the Rams. So really, really strong playoff run for the, for the Patriots. The more I look at it, because this always seems to happen. The Patriots, you know, we look at their roster in like the in training camp and everything. We're like, how are they going to do this? They're done. And then they start off maybe a little slow. And we're like, all right, Patriots, the dynasty is over. And then near the end of the season, they just win the games that they need to. And then the second the playoffs hit, it's like that's what they play for. That's all they play for is, is just the playoffs. And then they just come in like a wrecking ball and just destroy souls. Um, but yeah, I think the, the Rams and Chargers both going to have real strong years. And I'm personally guaranteeing 23, minimum 23. You know what that means? I mean, that you look at that. It's You're looking at, at somebody getting, you know, I mean, these are... We're looking at 12 wins per team. I don't think that that's out of the question. I really don't. I don't think that 12, 12 wins for the Chargers and the Rams individually. I don't think that that's necessarily an obscure thing to say. Uh, also, sidebar here is uh, the Rams also did wave Daryl Williams, offensive tackle, who did sp- spend some time on the practice squad uh, for the Rams last year. Uh, before we get into the Rams draft picks, I just wanted to go over the the names of the Rams undrafted free agent signees for you guys. So nothing too in depth on these guys. Um, this, you know, they, these are kind of the guys that once we get into preseason, if any of these guys are really standing out, that's when we'll really start talking about them. But the chances of these guys right now are pretty slim. But I, I do think it's worth noting that there are more undrafted free agents, signees in the NFL than any other round, which I guess makes sense because there's only, you know, okay, well, like, obviously not including the compensatory picks, but 32 picks around, and then there's just, like, a whole buttload of undrafted free agents that get signed to teams. So, of course, like, numbers-wise, it makes sense that there's more undrafted free agents than any other, than any round of the draft in the NFL right now, but... You know, that being said, there's only like 32 first round picks per year. I mean, every team signs how many? It's I know it's more than 10. I can't remember the exact. I know it might be 15 uh, undrafted free agents. So, I mean, that's you get like one player per round on average. And, unless you're the Rams, then you don't get a first round pick ever. Uh, but, you know, then you load up on the, the UDFAs. So uh, these are the names for you guys. We've got wide receiver Alex Bachman from Wake Forest, also from Wake Forest. Running back Matt Colburn. Offensive lineman Chandler Brewer from Middle Tennessee State. Center of, <laughs> ooh, I should have looked this one up. Uh, from Youngtown, Youngstown State, uh, Vitus or Vitus? Uh, Herinquix. You know what? That was that was the best I'm going to do on that. So uh, I'm just going to let you guys find that name if you guys uh, can help me pronounce that one. That was a, that was, it starts with H-R-Y, and once I saw that, I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it. Uh, defensive lineman uh, Ty- Tyrell Thompson from T- uh, Tarleton State. Inside linebacker Troy Reeder from Delaware. Tight end Keenan Brown from Texas State. Offensive lineman Brandon Hittner from Villanova. Villanova. That's actually a name that I'm I'm interested to see in preseason. Uh, wide receiver Nisimba Webster from Eastern Washington. Tight end Kendall Blanton from Missouri. Linebacker Natrez Patrick from Georgia. 
tight end Romello Booker from Houston, and finally defensive tackle Marquise Copeland from Cincinnati. Uh, you know, these names are not getting easier. I think as time goes by, these names are getting more difficult to pronounce, and that does not bode well for somebody who's terrible at pronouncing names. My name is Joe. That is a pretty easy one, so it's like the most normal name in the universe. All right, so this is the Rams 2019 draft class, and basically what I'm doing here is because we know the draft class. I know I'm late on my episode very busy, very busy time in, in, in the sheriff life right now. But you guys know who these picks are. You've heard the names. So basically what I'm doing is I'm going to just give you a little bit about what I expect from these guys this year and kind of moving on into the future on some of them. But mainly we're looking at what can we expect from these guys in their, in their rookie seasons in the NFL. Uh, so 61 overall Rams first pick was safety Taylor Rapp out of Washington. He will absolutely 100% spend most of 2019 on the bench and potentially special teams. That is not a shot against rap in any capacity. Basically, all this is, all I'm saying is the Rams have starting safeties already. Eric Weddle, John Johnson will 100% be the Rams starting safeties, uh, barring injury, of course, but we don't like to talk about that. Uh, Rams, in recent years, have been pretty healthy, so I'm not overly concerned uh, on that front, but it does happen, obviously, to lead missed a lot of time, stuff like that. So uh, he will definitely spend a lot of time on the bench and has special teams, uh, you know, potential, but don't expect Rap to be out there all the time. You know, that's just not the way it is. He is the Rams' first pick, but that does not mean he's going to spend time on the field. Just ask uh, Gerald Everett or Joseph Nopum if being the Rams' first pick in the draft gets you field time. Uh, 70 overall running back Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. This was a, lot, a surprise pick to a lot of people. And of course, everybody spun this into a Todd Gurley story. Uh, he will likely come in as the third or fourth running back on the depth chart. He does have a chance to improve his spot with, with a massive preseason. He would really need to perform in preseason to really jump up, uh, at least in, to, to the number two spot. Uh, but chances are he spends a lot of time on the bench or in street clothes in his rookie season. And again, that's not a shot at Henderson. I think Henderson is a very talented back. Uh, but with Malcolm Brown returning, the Rams have John Kelly still, uh, who we don't know how he's progressing. So so I guess that could be a little bit of a telling thing in preseason as well. But chances are we're not going to see a lot of Daryl Henderson in his rookie season. 79th overall, the Rams took cornerback David Long out of Michigan, another guy who will spend a lot of time on the bench, but should get plenty of preseason snaps to see what he can do in the Wade Phillips defense. Of course, it won't be super schematic and all that, but kind of get a feel for him. And having Long sit behind Tlaib, Peters, and NRC uh, will definitely be good for his development. We will not be able to properly judge Long until the 2020 season at minimum, because chances are he's just not going to be on the field a lot. 97th overall, the Rams took offensive tackle Bobby Evans out of Oklahoma, who has been on the offensive line blocking for the two most recent Heisman Trophy winners. So that's pretty cool stuff there. Evans provides much needed depth at the tackle position for the Rams and has the versatility to play guard if needed, but he is best suited at tackle. Uh, 134 overall, defensive lineman Greg Gaines out of Washington uh, Gaines is getting a lot of attention as a guy who could potentially start day one, something we have yet to see under McVay. A rookie starting week one under McVay just doesn't happen. So uh, this is something that has potential, 
But again, I'm going to wait. I'm going to, I'm waiting to pass judgment on Greg Gaines until I see him in the preseason. I see him actually on the field or at least, you know, see some stuff in training camp or hear some things in training camp about him. Otherwise, I don't expect him to be a part of the first team unit week one. Uh, 169 overall, the Rams took offensive tackle David Edwards out of Wisconsin. Edwards will get a chance to learn from Rob Havenstein, who actually attended Wisconsin as well, uh, but will lucky will be lucky to be active more than he's in street clothes this season. And basically, all I'm saying there is that the chances he gets on the field or is even suited up for a game, I think, are pretty slim. Uh, but I do think he's got a chance to maybe be a depth guy. Uh, on game day and not in street clothes, but I think it'll it'll be more often than not we see him in street clothes and not in full uniform. Let's see here. Next one up, uh, 243 overall, the Rams took safety Nick Scott out of Penn State with the departure of Countess, which, of course, uh, Scott was taken before Countess was dropped. Uh, Scott has a real shot, though, to make the roster, uh, but will be active quite a bit for his contribution on special special teams. So I do expect him to be uh, in in full uniform, geared up, ready to go. Scott was praised extremely highly by Coach Bones for his efforts on special teams and could develop a kind of Corey Littleton-type career path with the Rams if he does stick around for a couple of years. And uh, last pick of the Rams draft class, 251 overall. The Rams took linebacker Dakota Allen out of Texas Tech. He is a standout and fan favorite from season two of Last Chance U. And if we're being honest here, that's the last good season that show will probably ever see uh, after they moved to that Kansas school, Indy or whatever. Then uh, real went, really went downhill. And that new coach is, uh, is a jerk. That's the nicest way I'm going to put that for you guys. I do not like that new coach. I liked him in the first episode. After that, I was like, nope. Buddy is way cooler and a better coach. Uh, but Allen sits in a position with the Rams uh, that the Rams need depth at that linebacker spot, so that helps his chances to make the Rams roster. Uh, some people are still concerned about Allen's character, but to those people, I'm just assuming that they haven't watched Last Chance Season U. Uh, <laughs> season U. I don't know what I'm talking about. Last Chance U Season 2. Uh, because this kid is a stand-up gentleman. On the field, Allen is a very smart player who positions him, himself well. And he, you know, he he may not ever reach that superstar level of play, but he does get him get himself into good position. And Allen's best bet is to continue learning and improving while providing an impact, a big impact on special teams if he wants to stick around. Uh, rookie jersey numbers have yet to be revealed. This is something that we we have had in the last couple of years. We've had them by now, uh, but that is not the case. Uh, before we hit it, head into our break and hit some fan quesos for you guys, I just wanted to do this real quick. I have a projected starters post-draft, and uh, this didn't actually really change because of the draft or anything like that. I just figured I would I would throw this out there. Uh, this is obviously not set in stone. These are just my my projections. Uh, but let's take a look at quarterback. Obviously, Jared Goff, running back Todd Gurley. Those are the the uh, probably the two easiest ones, and we got a couple other easy ones. But you know, it's all good. Uh, tight end, I I have listed Tyler Higby, but don't be surprised if Gerald Everett gets his fair share of starts. And then on the offensive line, from left to right, from Goff's perspective, we got uh, Andrew Whitworth, Joseph Nopum, Brian Allen, Austin Blythe, and Rob Havenstein. And then for your wide receivers, no surprises, Cooks, Woods, and Cup. 
On the defensive side of the football at cornerback, we've got Marcus Peters to keep to leave in NRC. Uh, the Rams do hit a lot of nickel, so uh, NRC does get his fair share of playing time. The two starting safeties, uh, Weddle and John Johnson. I don't think there's any surprises there. Inside linebacker, I have Micah Kaiser and Corey Littleton slated. And outside linebacker, I've got Clay Matthews and Dante Fowler. No surprise there. At defensive tackle, I'm going with Michael Brockers. And for the defensive ends, I'm going to go with Aaron Donald and John Franklin Myers. Uh, over at special teams, I don't think there's really any any question that <laughs> Greg Zerline and Johnny Hecker are going to be, you know, booting the football. And I do anticipate that JoJo Natson will be the kick returner and punt returner. He doesn't necessarily provide a whole lot of options on the offensive side of the football, but as a punt returner and kick returner, Natson can definitely get some stuff done. Uh, these are my way too early cut projections of guys who were on the roster before the draft. I'm not going to be talking about rookies because we haven't seen them yet. We don't really know who these guys are. So I'm just going to give you guys a couple names here. This wouldn't take the Rams down to the 53-man roster. Uh, but these are some guys I'm definitely looking at that, that have massive potential to be cut and uh, are going to need to do some really amazing things in preseason if they want to stick around. Uh, so at the quarterback position, I have John Wolford. Uh, Wolford, you might guys, you might remember if you guys are are AAF fans such as myself. I'm still a fan. Go Fleet. I don't even care that they're gone forever. Um, go Fleet. And uh, John Wolford, he was the the quarterback of the Arizona Hotshots. He did okay. Um, he the 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 Hotshots were one of the the better teams in the league, and and a big part of that was because of Wolford, but. If you look at some of the other quarterback names, you know, there's just one. There really just wasn't that many. You know, the Ram or the Rams, the fleet were starting Mike Bercovici, and he was just awful. So, you know, Wolford, he did a very good job for the AAF, but he still wasn't that that level that is kind of needed. So I do see I I think he'll get some playing time in preseason, but probably not a lot. Probably like Luis Perez, quarterback of the Birmingham Iron. He, he'll probably get like that kind of play time, like one half throughout the whole preseason. And then I mean, I do anticipate that Wolford is the one that's cut, not uh, Brandon Allen. Uh, running back, I've got Justin Davis being cut. The Rams have definitely some depth at this position now. Uh, the Rams have running backs for days, which is really good news, but bad news for a guy like Justin Davis, who I don't think is better. Obviously, he's not better than Todd Gurley. He's not better than Malcolm Brown. He's not better than Daryl Henderson, and he's not better than John Kelly. So uh, if you have four guys ahead of you that are clearly better than you, then you don't get a stick around. So uh, Justin Davis, he would absolutely need to explode and almost he would probably need to average like 10 yards a carry for me to consider keeping him. But Justin Davis, I think, is here through training camp and through preseason, but I don't anticipate him making it into the regular season on the Rams roster. At the wide receiver position, another position that the Rams have really good depth at and also just haven't needed a lot of depth at. They they, they do really well in that regard. Of course, Cooper Cup did get hurt last year, but uh, Kaderil Hodge, Mike Thomas, and Austin Prohl are all names that I anticipate being cut from the wide receiver position. Hodge, Hodge just, he did have a couple of really, really nice catches in preseason last year, but obviously nothing in the in the regular season. Mike Thomas is a guy that I haven't really been a fan of for, for quite some time. I just don't think he's very good. And then uh, Austin Prohl, who does have relations to Ricky Prohl, uh, I just think that the Rams just have too much depth there and too much, too much talent for a guy like Prohl to stick around. 
At the tight end position, I have Johnny Munt being cut. At the guard position, Jeremiah Cologne. Defensive end, I've got Morgan Fox and Justin Lawler. Morgan Fox is definitely a guy that I that I I like to watch. And coming off that ACL, we'll see how he can perform in, in preseason and see if he can get back to that level. Justin Lawler, a draft pick of the Rams last year, never did anything. And even in preseason, just looked kind of slow, looked a little sluggish. Uh, so I was surprised to see him stick around even then, but uh, I don't anticipate him making it into uh, the regular season this year. A defensive tackle, another rookie from last year, Sebastian Joseph Day, I anticipate being cut. The linebackers, uh, Traven Howard and Trayvon Young, I anticipate being cut. Uh, defensive backs, this includes corners and safeties. I've got Dante Dayon, uh, uh, Kevin Peterson, Ramon Richards, Darius Williams, and Stephen Parker. The Rams could use, you know, some some better depth at, the, at these positions, but overall, they're really not, you know, bad. Because if you look at the starters, uh, you got, you know, Akeem Tlaib, Marcus Peters, Nikel Roby Coleman, Eric Weddle, and John Johnson. That's a really strong secondary. And then the Rams did add some really good depth to to the safety position via the draft. I think Nick Scott, he's not necessarily really strong on on the defensive side of the football, but special teams, he's he's an absolute monster. And then Taylor Rapp, who I think is is definitely going to become a starter at some point. Uh, but my only concern with Rapp is that he's more of a, a strong safety, and we don't necessarily need one of those for, for hopefully a while if John Johnson can stick around. So, uh, so those are my way too early cut projections for guys on the roster pre-draft. And uh, that's very specific, but I did it for a reason because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to just say these rookies can't make it. You know, it's very possible that you know a guy like Dakota Allen, a draft pick, doesn't make it. But but maybe you know one of the guys that was undrafted. Maybe you know a guy like Troy Reader makes the roster. So we don't know yet. Uh, I'm gonna withhold judgment until I see some preseason games or uh, some training camp stuff. So. Uh, that is going to do it for the first half, and on the other side, we've got fan quesos, so don't go anywhere. For the latest news, player updates, and information, go to Elite NFC West. The team at Elite brings a mixture of personalities to the table. With Smitty's live Q&As, you get the chance to have your football questions personally answered right there on the spot, as well as throw down with some of the most knowledgeable admins of each team in the West. From video blogs to stats, prediction, historical facts, and yes, even trash talk. Elite NFC West has you covered. Like us on Facebook today and represent. Now is the time to get your voice heard. Sports War Radio is now accepting applications for driven and knowledgeable sports fans who want to start their very own podcast about their favorite team. Sports War Radio has an international audience and is growing fast. Don't miss the chance to become the go-to news source for your favorite team. Email sportswarradio at gmail.com and tell us why you would be a great addition to our team. Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. This program is simulcast on WRPR Rat Pack Radio. Go to ratpacksports.com for more information. Welcome to Sports War Radio, the premier all-encompassing sports radio talk on the web. 
Sports War Radio has something for every fan of every sport. Get the fan perspective on all the news surrounding your favorite teams. Don't miss any of the action. Follow Sports War Radio on Twitter and Facebook. Catch all of the action at Spreaker.com slash Sports War Radio. Remember, folks, Sports War Radio. Let the battle begin. And now back to the Rams Showcase with your host, Sheriff Joe Baggs. And welcome back to Rams Showcase right here on Sports War Radio. If you guys have not already, make sure you guys follow the Rams Showcase on all your favorite social media outlets. And that is at Rams Showcase on Instagram and Twitter, Facebook.com slash Rams Showcase. Pretty simple stuff. I am Sheriff Joe Bags, your host. For over three years, I've been doing Rams Showcase every week. I've missed like three weeks total because I, if the Rams aren't in the Super Bowl, I take the week off post Super Bowl because there's really nothing, not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, but you know, it's, it's all good. Uh, we're going to go ahead and hop into some fan quesos here. This first one comes from Gary. Gary wants to know which one, uh, which of the rookies will make the biggest impact in 2019? This is a great question because uh, you know, it has some layers to it. First of all, you have to know who these guys are and who, where they're coming from and what their abilities are, what the Rams need, what the Rams could use. And then you also have to understand that Sean McVay doesn't really use rookies. So I'm going to go ahead and say my, my pick for the rookie who will have the biggest impact is going to be Nick Scott. Uh, coach Bones is an amazing coach. He is an absolutely incredible special teams coach. And the Rams don't necessarily have a, any starting positions open on offense or defense. Potentially, Greg Gaines could start, but again, I don't necessarily anticipate that happening. I do think he can eventually this season. I think it could happen as early as like week five or six, but I don't think it's going to be week one. So I think Nick Scott, being who he is and being a guy that Coach Bones wanted desperately called this guy at the when when he was at the combine when Coach Bones was at the combine called this guy and said why are you not here I I wanted to see you I wanted to see you if if you're like well, I'm gonna do everything I can to draft you the conversation on draft day is, you know he said you know come be a Ram and basically he said you you kept your promise Coach and this is huge to me that I think this is a very very important detail to this draft class is that coach bones wanted nick scott so bad and i think that because of that we're gonna see him out there i mean we're gonna see him on you know like the field goal block team he's gonna be out there probably covering punts and stuff and i'm gonna i i think that he's probably gonna have maybe a block or two just because i think that with what coach bones does with special teams and it, it being such an important part of the of all three phases of the Rams, the Rams take special teams so serious, maybe more serious than any other team in the NFL of making sure that special teams is not ruining games for you and is actually helping you win games. Uh, but because of all that, I think that Nick Scott is absolutely going to have a huge impact on this season from the special team side of the football. So that's going to be huge. And the rest of the guys, I just don't think are going to see the field enough to necessarily be a guy who has the highest impact on the 2019 season. If we're talking 2019, I think Nick Scott is the the is the guy that's going to have the biggest impact. If we're talking career, 
I think that player is going to be Taylor Rapp. Or maybe Daryl Henderson. We'll see how his kind of, his career kind of pans out. And, and, and of course, the future of Todd Gurley. And, and if, if Malcolm Brown sticks around for more time than just this year. Stuff like that. Or I think two years. It might be two. Maybe. I don't actually. I'm going to have to look that up. Um, but, you know, the... The rookies aren't going to see a, a lot of play time, and I think Nick Scott will simply have the most play time. He's going to see the field more than anybody else. And because Bones is so excited, I think he's going to have some plans for Nick Scott on how to make an impact on the game, and I think that that's actually going to happen. So so there we go, Gary. Let's see if you agree with me. You uh, Please comment back somewhere, Gary, and let me know who you think, because we did have a, a small conversation here where you said that you have your opinion as well, but didn't give it. So uh, I'm, I'm interested. Only a couple more for you guys. We do not have a lot. Um, just uh, three more from MJ. That's a, that's it. So I, I guess it's a Cinco de Mayo, and uh, people are people are maybe partying instead of listening to Ram Showcase. Which, first of all, shame on you. And second of all, uh, have a beer for me or something. And uh, so MJ wants to know. I figure you're planning on doing. Oh, you know what? I'm going to skip that one, MJ, because I already did do the projections. <laughs> you, uh, MJ wanted to know what my projected starters were, and uh, no is the second part because you said, "Do you think any rooks can surprise and earn a start?" And I'm going with no. Uh, I just don't see it happening. You know, much like Bill Belichick, McVeigh just doesn't use rookies that much. You know, when's the last time you saw just a, a a rookie Patriot just absolutely crushing it and playing all the time? This doesn't really happen. And I think the same kind of process is happening under McVeigh where you draft all these guys and they're, they're probably some pretty decent players. You sit them for a year, let them learn the game, let them learn the playbook, let them learn the atmosphere, let them learn the travel schedule, let them go through all that stuff without having to go out there and, and needing to perform immediately especially when the Rams have, they have such a strong roster. They, they, they would have been fine without any picks. You know what I mean? Like the, the roster was strong without any draft picks. Uh, so, so from that standpoint, man, I just, I just don't think any, any rookies are going to start unless Greg Gaines can come in. I think it's, I'm going to stick with that. We, I'll, I'll, I'll actually nail it down into one week. I'm going to say that week six is the first time that Greg Gaines starts for the Rams on the defensive line. Uh, next one here from MJ. Uh, the more I find out about him, the more excited I am about our new running back. Thoughts? Dude, Daryl Henderson's got some talent. I really like the way this guy plays. He can catch out of the backfield. He can definitely run routes pretty solid. Uh, he's got great balance. It's hard to tackle him. When he sees the hole, he goes. He's got great full field vision. A lot of guys can can read the hole and then get through it and then, you know, somebody comes up and gets him or whatever. He reads the whole field, which is really interesting to me, watching where his eyes go. When there's like one guy in front of him and he's putting a move on him, his eyes are going to the next guy. And that's what I saw when I was watching watching all of his tape is is he's always kind of like a step ahead. And that's something that I actually, it kind of caught my attention for one specific reason. And that's because that's exactly how LaDainian Tomlinson would run. If he was putting a move on somebody and knew that he was going to get by him, he was looking for the next guy. Who is he going to put the, the next move on? And I think Daryl Henderson, he, I think he, he, he's definitely got potential to have a really strong NFL career. Uh, it's unfortunate he comes to a team that is so loaded at that position. And, you know, I'm still on the whole, I'm not going to sit here and say that Todd Gurley is not okay because I don't know. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, 
Todd Gurley is good, business as usual, until I hear otherwise. So for that reason, Daryl Henderson, he's probably not going to contribute a lot early. Uh, but I do think he can eventually get up to that RB2 spot for sure and be a very, very impactful weapon out of the backfield. That's something that, you know, John Kelly is, he's having trouble with because he, he wasn't that good at, at pass protection last year. Uh, so we'll see what, what Henderson does in that regard. I didn't really see too much of that on tape uh, to really pass a strong enough judgment, but I think he did fine in that regard. And his ability to catch out of the backfield makes him a really strong third down back uh, when we have that route, obviously. So uh, it's going to be interesting to watch. And, and this guy, I think he's going to have a, 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 I don't want to say massive preseason because I think he, he might be you know, splitting a lot of carries with a lot of these different guys. I think John Kelly's going to get a lot of time. I think Justin Davis is going to get a lot of time. I think Malcolm Brown plays. So obviously Todd Gurley's not playing in preseason. And uh, I'm assuming, I'm just going to go ahead and assume that Todd Gurley not playing in preseason is going to lead the media to say that his knee's not fine. He's he's broken. Uh, but Todd Gurley's never going to play in preseason again for the rest of his life. He'll never play a preseason game. That doesn't mean he's hurt. It just means that the Rams are not stupid with their players. Do you remember Steven Jackson playing in the preseason? What about LaDainian Tomlinson? These guys didn't play in the preseason. They were never hurt. They, you know, so yeah, I'm going to move on from the Todd Gurley thing. It's really, it's almost like a sensitive subject now. So he's like, all right, guys, we don't know. Just wait a minute. Jeez. Just let, let it play out. Um, let's see here. And, uh, MJ is the last question here. Who is your favorite rookie pickup? Um, this was, <laughs> I like Taylor Rapp a lot, guys. Uh, I actually, uh, I don't do mock drafts. I don't, I don't do a whole lot of digging into, into, into guys pre-draft because I'm not a fan of wasting my time. And if I research, you know, 150 players pre-draft, uh, the Rams are only going to get like eight of them. And then I just, I just know a lot about other guys on other teams who may, may make rosters, may, may not may do well, may not. So I like to wait and then just see who the Rams select, do my research off of that. And then now we've got just eight guys that I, that I know a whole lot about and I can watch their careers unfold. That's just a personal preference for me. But Taylor Rapp is actually, because he's one of the players that I did know a decent amount before the draft. I knew, I knew about him a lot and he was the player that I wanted at 31. And Obviously, the Rams just kept trading out, which, by the way, was the funniest thing in the universe to me to just watch Rams fans implode because the Rams just kept trading back. And then the second the draft was over, they're like, man, that was amazing. We won the draft A plus. We got all these awesome players. It's like, whoa, first of all, guys, first of all, trading back does not is not a bad thing necessarily. You know, there might be there might have been a player on the board that you specifically wanted but the Rams kind of knew what they were doing. Sneed's always cooking something up. That's why we call him Let's Make a Deal Sneed. So in that regard, first of all, you, everybody was overreacting. And it made me laugh. And every time that the Rams were on the clock and traded back, I just sat by myself and just laughed. And then I would just scroll through social media, looking at people lose their minds. And all this whole time, I'm like, oh, man, Sneed, he knows what he's doing. We're good. And it was just really funny to me. But... Then the second the draft ended, everybody's like, man, this, this class is A+. plus. This is amazing. This is the best class we've ever had. And that is also hilarious to me because these guys probably haven't, like, they didn't even get to L.A. yet. And we're already, like, dubbing these guys, like, Hall of Famers or mass contributors for years. 
And my best example on this is the 2016 NFL draft. Not even that long ago. Not that long ago at all. Just the Rams' first year back in L.A. The Rams took Jared Goff. Most people hated it. Hated that pick so much with all their hearts. Tyler Higby, that was a pretty neutral pick. No one really had any positive or negative emotions on that. But literally, those are the only two guys that have anything to do like with any production when it comes to the Rams. The rest of that class was trash. It was like Tameric Hemingway, who's got bricks for hands. Like Mike Thomas, who I'm projecting gets cut this year. I'm surprised he's even still here right now, honestly. And the rest of the class was just terrible. And the second that class... That, that, that draft ended. Everybody's like, Oh, this is a B, B plus, A minus, whatever you were saying. That class is a straight D now. Okay. Because we got two players from that draft that mean something. And there's still question marks on Jared Goff and Tyler Higby. Tyler Higby has been up for like potential trades and it's looking like the Rams are only going to get like a fourth round pick for him. And then Jared Goff, I mean, he's, he's playing pretty well. You know, obviously the rookie year was not so good, but improved massively over the last few years and people are still super worried about that so i i mean if we're grading drafts let's go back in time grade a class that we actually know about and it's like a d and it's not necessarily a bad thing the rams got their quarterback jared goff is the most recent first round pick of the los angeles rams that's really wild to me in the first place but that class sucked and a lot of the Rams classes were terrible. Do you guys remember when, you know, we were taking guys like Alex Barron and Jason Smith and Greg Robinson? I was so jacked for those classes. Of course, the Greg Robinson one, the Rams did later get Aaron Donald. So that basically makes that that whole class an A, no matter what anybody else did. But, you know, like Alex Barron, everybody's like, man, he's the next Orlando Pace. Jason Smith, he's the next Orlando Pace. And now look at him. Terrible. So... I'm just going to hold off. Don't give me your draft grades. Draft grades are the grades a day after the draft. Are you kidding me? This is the most pointless thing ever. I'm a fan of wasting time. You know, not necessarily, but for the sake of this comment, I'm a fan of wasting time. But don't do it like this. Don't do it like this. Let's just talk about these guys and say maybe, you know, let's talk about Taylor Rapp and, and how long is it going to get take for him to get onto the field? And is a guy like Greg Gaines good enough to start on this defensive line over somebody like John Franklin Myers where, where there would be a reshuffle of positions and, and all that stuff? Is a guy like, uh, let's see, like, let's say Dakota Allen, is he going to be decent? Is he going to even make this roster? Is David Long the next, you know, top corner in the NFL? We do not know yet. We can have that conversation though. We can have that conversation about like, is David Long, is he good? Is Daryl Henderson eventually going to be the Rams starting running back? Can Nick Scott not only contribute on special teams, but become a starting safety? Uh, can, is Bobby Evans, the, the Oklahoma tackle, is he going to end up being one of the sickest draft steals at 97 overall in a couple of years? That's a, that's the kind of stuff we can talk about, but grades, don't waste my time with that. Come on now. Um, that, <laughs> that does it though. I, I just wanted to rant real fast. That's all I wanted to do. And, Basically, that's it. I just wanted to to get that off my chest a little bit. So I appreciate you guys listening to me rant. Uh, But I hope you guys have a a sick Cinco de Mayo. This is one of my favorite holidays. This is a really fun one. Uh, I'm not getting too crazy because my new job is uh, not something I want to do hungover. Leave it at that. Uh, But that does do it for me. Thank you guys so much for dropping those questions. 
and uh, listening to me rant. And then uh, also, make sure you guys for sure check out the, the wallpapers that are on the Sheriff Joe Bags Facebook page. Uh, if you guys want a uh, uh, Rams 2019 schedule wallpaper for your cell phone. And uh, again, Dan Patrick, we're thinking about you, man. Uh, everything's going to be cool, man. I, tr- I trust it. I trust it. Sending some positivity towards Dan Patrick. And I hope you guys all are as well. But that is going to do it for me. I am Sheriff Joe Bags. This has been Rams Showcase on Sports War Radio. For those of you that aren't Rams fans, our thoughts and prayers are with you. For those of you that are Rams fans, thank you guys so much for listening, and you guys have a great night. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 